L.L. Bean believes the more time you spend outside together, the better. That's why they design products that make it easier to take longer walks, have deeper talks, and never worry about the weather. Discover clothing, outerwear, footwear, and gear made for every type of adventure with the outside built right in. Because on the inside, we're all outsiders. Be an outsider with L.L. Bean. This week, why trailer brakes are incredibly underpowered. A European RV manufacturer lands in America and a new magazine for full-time RVers and other location independent digital nomads launches. This is RV Miles. Welcome to episode 130 of RV Miles. I'm Jason. And I'm Abby. And we are two full-time travelers who, along with our boys, Jack, Ethan, and Henry, crisscross North America on one epic road trip. Each week, we talk all things RV and outdoors, from travel destinations to gear, industry news, our national parks, and a whole lot more. We are getting prepared for that road trip to actually be a lot more epic than it's been lately. I can't. (laughs) I can't think about the road trip right now because I'm so deep into the moving back into the RV phase that I'm just, I'm so overwhelmed. We're leaving here, the Quad Cities on the Iowa-Illinois border. We're taking a short stop in Kansas City to, uh, to provision (laughs) <laughs> to pick up some provisions before we head west. What are we like the Oregon Trail or something? Well, we're gonna make some some little upgrades. We have we have that bike rack that I, I talked about a couple of weeks ago to install that uh, puts the bikes up over our propane tanks. We're installing an inverter and we're beefing uh, up the power. And I am purging the ever loving <laughs> life out of that trailer. There's something that happened in North Dakota where we just accumulated a whole lot of stuff. And uh, well, we really people th- were so generous and sent us so many really nice yes, little gifts and things. And- absolutely. But it's, I think that we would be, um, I think that's the easy way out to, yeah. <laughs> to push it towards that because those things were wonderfully uh, thoughtful in the sense that they were small and compact and lightweight and things that, you know, they were were so kind in the way they thought about things that they sent us. It was us (laughs) that was not thinking about like, you know, I'm going out buying big comic book, empty comic book, full, you know, notebooks for the kids to write in. They probably weigh like 10 pounds each. You know, it was just kind of us not really thinking about uh, our minimal life on the road. And now that we're, it was, we were just thinking about surviving and now we're thinking about surviving and traveling. And I've, I've probably got uh, three or four garbage bags full of stuff to donate to various locations around the quad cities because there's just, there's too much. Well, and kids, as kids grow, uh, don't fit in their stuff anymore. Well, and we're in this phase of life now too, where we're not saving anything that Henry outgrows. Right. I'm, I'll get into it in my fresh tank, black tank, but whenever, anytime I have to purge something that was handed down from one kid to another, to another, I generally cry. I mean, when we stood in there the other day and I was like, I got to get rid of these coats. And you just looked at me like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I look at this and I see Jack. Uh, and- <laughs> look at a picture. Last longer. 
So that's sort of a season we're in right now. I have to put new uh, hydraulic lifts on our bed uh, yes. because the ones I put in were terribly underpowered for the new mattress that we got. Yeah, we put them in <laughs> when we had the RV mattress and we weren't. Then we thinking, bought a real mattress. Yeah, because we actually <laughs> thought we were going to sleep on that RV mattress. I, I can't even believe we thought that. Again, here's, you know, newbie RV owners 101. With the bus, we had hauled our mattress from the apartment. And we that built was a that. To, yeah, we built that, you know, platform in our bedroom to fit that mattress specifically. And I never want to do that again. I always said I would cut that thing into pieces before I hauled <laughs> it out of that bus again. And so then when we get into here and not thinking, you know, everyone says, oh, you don't want to sleep on the RV mattress. And I'm like, mm, what are they talking about? We'll be mm, fine. No, they were right. Uh, they were right. It felt like sleeping on the, like the platform itself. I don't even know why there was a mattress there. We should have just been sleeping on the board. So we bought this new mattress. Um, but we cannot lift the bed. No. Ne- neither one of us can <laughs> lift the bed up to no. get to the storage under it no. alone. We have to do it together. And it takes considerable effort. <laughs> right. And you right now are in a stage where you can't lift anything heavy. So, uh, you know, yesterday I was at the trailer and I was doing some cleaning and I really wanted to get under there to see what we had because we're kind of trying to rethink the way we organize the trailer and maybe how we store some things. And I just wanted to look and see what clothes we had underneath there. And I was trying like a Herculean effort is that how you say it? Herculean? Her- yeah. Herculean? Hercules. 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 Effort. I could not. I'm like trying to brace it on my shoulder oh, and yeah. it was not going anywhere. Oh, that mattress probably weighs 150 pounds. No, all it did was pop a few bones in my back. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm done. Well, I want to I wanna be able to inspect the roof, all the sealant and everything. I, if we got time... I'd like to be able to put in a uh, an outlet for our satellite dish mm. so that we can plug that in. Right now, we run it through the slide seal. Um, our, our trailer came with a cable connection. But if you have a cable connection and there's a Y splitter in it somewhere... You can't use it with the sat with the portable satellite dishes, so it doesn't work with that. Yeah, that was a real bummer to find out. Um, but I've got a plan about installing that, and hopefully, I get time to do that. And then we're hoping we can dewinterize before we actually hit the road. Yeah, Kansas City's getting a few good days, then some few cold bad days, and then right around the time we want to leave, they're getting a few warm days again, like up into the upper forties. So I think we're going to try to dewinterize the day before we want to leave. And then that way we don't have to, you know, try to make that work when we're on the road. There's just, there's a lot to be done. And, you know, on top of all of this, we're trying to be really mindful that uh, Jason just had surgery again uh, on Wednesday to, he now officially has a titanium mesh piece. I'm done. He's done. done, you guys. He's done. It's, you know, there's this, joy um it almost like but it's really subtle and and i think the way that we feel because when you've been living for and i think anyone who's gone through something um outside the norm when you have been living in a state of survival or just a state of being for uh, for x amount of period and you know for us this has been five and a half almost six months and whenever you've been living in that state when it kind of comes to an end you almost for a minute feel a little confused, a little lost, 
because it's dominated so much of your thoughts and your time and, and your effort. And you're so happy to see the end of it, but you kind of think to yourself, I don't know what to do. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I had that a little bit when, when the doctor called me from the operating room and said that everything was successful and, you know, kind of ran through with me sort of like what to look for, you know, when you came home and, uh, he hung up the phone with me and, uh, I sat there in that waiting room for about 30 seconds, just staring straight ahead because I didn't know what to do. And then I promptly just kind of like burst into tears because, you know, it was just this overwhelming relief. But, you know, now it's trying to get back to what our life was before all of that. And I don't think we can ever fully go back, but trying to integrate the people we are now post this with the life we had before it. And it feels uh, it's a little weird. I uh, I'm just so looking forward to getting back into our home. Yeah, that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. I, I'm really looking forward to getting back into our home and not worrying about whether or not you're going to hit your head on something <laughs> or if you do being completely and fine. I do hit my head a lot in our trailer. You do. You did the other day. He, we had come home from dinner and, uh, last night actually, and he's getting out of the truck and he goes and there's snow all over the ground here. And he goes to get Henry out of the truck and get him out of his car seat. And I see him slip a little bit on the snow. Just, you know, I see his feet kind of go and, uh, I, I didn't feel anything. <laughs> and I said to him, I said, last weekend, that would have stopped my heart. I would have just been so panicked you were going to fall. I said, last night, now you can fall all you want. And I'm totally okay with it because you have a titanium mesh piece covering the one thing I was worried about, not your brain. So there, there we go. have it. There you go. Well, we're certainly looking forward uh, to getting back onto the road and sharing all of our adventures with you. I wanted to talk a bit about interesting article, an article and video I came across. Uh, this is from designnews.com. And it profiles uh, a little experiment they've been doing over at General Motors in the truck division. And they're trying to figure out how to improve braking in a truck trailer setup. And what they did was they took the brakes off of a 14,000 pound fifth wheel and replaced them with disc brakes that just like they use on GM trucks, including uh, anti-lock and, and all the sensors and everything like that. And, you know, what they found was that manufacturers put the bare minimum required brakes on a lot of these trailer chassis so that they can be, you know, legal. And, and what GM found was they were able to cut 40 feet off the stopping distance of, of a big truck pulling a trailer by putting disc brakes onto a fifth wheel. And I, that was really eye-opening to me. Um, and I know that there are some manufacturers. I know, uh, I, I believe the top, the top end uh, Montanas, you can, you can get this as an add-on. You can get disc brakes. Yes, you will um, have to pay extra for it, I'm sure. I, I know eTrailer, eTrailer.com is a great website for all sort of all things trailer. They sell an, an upgrade kit for disc brakes for, for a, a fifth wheel. But man, it made me think on some of these fifth wheels that are, you know, $90,000 plus the ones that are weighing uh, up near 20,000 pounds, they really ought to have disc brakes on them. I have to say your opening to this show, uh, your teaser did not make me feel... <laughs> 
<laughs> did not make me feel good about the fact that we're getting back on the road and I have to sort of remanage my, and I've talked a little bit about this, my anxiety that, uh, you know, I do deal with when we first get out on the road and we're pulling the trailer and, uh, you know, how I sort of re balance the reality against, you know, some of the things I struggle with and you're opening. And I just thought, of all the weeks for him to pick to want to talk about this and incredibly underpowered trailer breaks. Uh, <laughs> this is not the week for it. And I completely agree with you. I think something like this shouldn't be an upgrade. It, it shouldn't be, be extra, extra. It should be standard. No. It's safety. It's important. It doesn't just benefit the person driving the trailer. It benefits everyone around them. Yeah. It just really surprises me that this isn't uh, more common in the industry. Yeah. Well, it's something that we've talked about before is that all of these different trailer manufacturers are trying to, trying to compete on price. They're all putting out similar floor plans. They're similar designs and we buy the lowest priced one. And, and that's really what it comes down to. Um, so I think it, it's something really to consider if you're looking at buying a bigger trailer, maybe midsize and smaller trailers, doesn't matter so much, but if you're looking to buy a bigger uh, tow behind or a fifth wheel, it might be worth looking into upgrading to disc brakes. Okay, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to have the answer to last week's brain teaser. But we also have an interview with our friend Damian Ross, who is from the new Rootless Living magazine, which is so awesome because it is really the first actual magazine about living the nomadic life about living the digital the, the digital nomad life the digital like nomad so very excited to share with you this interview with damien we're going to take a break and we'll be back in just a moment rv miles is brought to you by victorinox you know the brand victorinox swiss army they make the iconic red swiss army knife but did you know that they also make best-in-class kitchen knives, luggage, fragrance, and Swiss-made watches? Founded in Switzerland in 1884 and still owned and operated by the family who invented the Swiss Army knife over 130 years ago, the classic red Swiss Army knife is still as functional as it was then. But now you can browse hundreds of styles from the rescue tool designed with first responders to get out of a vehicle safely to the wine master designed specifically to open a bottle of wine, travel gear ranging from suitcases to backpacks for a quick weekend getaway or a week-long trip. Victorinox makes such a wide range of trusted products. Find the perfect companion for your next adventure. Visit victorinox.com and save 15% using code RV15. That's victorinox.com and code RV15 to save 15%. Some exclusions apply. All right, we're back with the answer to last week's brain teaser, which went like this. If there are two houses and two gardens and the man that lives in one house has a peacock that lays an egg on the other man's garden, whose egg is it? Abby's, I I was looking, and she's this. rolling her eyes at me because she this. knows the answer now. Uh, I don't want to talk about this. this. I forgot. I'm having like flashbacks to last week's episode. Okay. 
Go ahead and give the answer, please. Uh, the answer is neither because peacocks don't lay eggs. Peahens lay mm-hmm. eggs. I had a really passionate discussion. I'm sure that <laughs> all of it made it onto the episode about this. Yes. Oh, I can't. I just, let's move on, please. If you've, been so listening, uh, if you've been listening for the last couple of weeks, you know that we are no longer going to be <laughs> picking a winner for the brain teaser. Uh, we're going to have some new fun challenges where you can win prizes instead, but we're going to keep doing the brain teaser because people enjoy it. I think, I don't know. Oh yeah. It's so much enjoyment. <laughs> <laughs> so much. Like my whole face is red. Just thinking back to like how passionate I was about last week's brain teaser, <laughs> trying to work it out and not even thinking through. And then as soon as you hit like the pause and we're like taking everything off, it was like ding light bulb. And then you're like, you know, right. And I was just like, I, I can't. I can't handle this. I'm done. <laughs> right. So there are a lot of resources out there for anybody that's looking to become a full-time RVer or looking to become a full-time traveler, a location-independent type, a, no, a digital nomad, mm-hmm. if you will. I love the, lo- I love the name location-independent. That's always been one of my favorite yes. ways to describe it. But there has never really been a specific resource for that. There's a lot of blogs. There's a lot of YouTube channels. Uh, there's never been like an outlet, like a magazine before. And our friend Damien Ross has been leading the charge to create one. And it's called Rootless Living. And I sat down with Damien yesterday and got to talk to him about the new magazine, Rootless Living. Damien, welcome to the podcast. Hey, man. Thanks so much for having me. This is a blast. Let's start out by talking about, I like to talk to, to everybody that comes on the show about their history as an RVer. What led you into RV life and, and then eventually, I guess, full-time life? Yeah, so I, was, um, I had no RV experience. I had been living in California. We moved there when I was probably about six years old to Los Angeles, Orange County, for almost about 40 years. And once the kids were old enough, I knew I wanted to get out of California like so many people, I was watching Fixer Upper and couldn't believe what you could buy for land and a home outside of California. <laughs> um, decided I was going to move to Texas, sight unseen. And then somewhere around the uh, middle of 2016, we don't know, I, I traveled with my roommate, Nikki. I didn't know where we came up with the idea for an RV, but we just knew that maybe Texas isn't exactly where we wanted to be. And maybe driving in an RV would be a way to find where we'd want to live. How did that turn into not finding a place to live? As it, I think it happens to a lot of people. A lot of people have that similar story. We're going to find out where we're going to live. And then you decide, well, I like where I live now in my RV. Yeah. So I think really it was, you know, let's, there's a couple different states that we, you know, that were on her radar and then obviously we're on my radar and we thought, let's go there and just see what's kind of going on. And, you know, what we like, we definitely like the lifestyle. I, I love the, the kind of digital nomad RV full-time in lifestyle. We've been doing it since June 1st of 2017. So we're just over two and a half years. Um, I am seeing myself as someone that totally gets having a home base, though, or at least mm-hmm. maybe RV pad on land somewhere mm-hmm. where you could you know, I think that's really kind of smart to have somewhere you can go back and do some repairs and regroup and kind of, you know, get rejuvenated and then head out. And I think that came from, we did a two month stay in San Leon, Texas. And I think while I was there, I kind of learned that this is nice to just have a, 
a couple months to get back into a gym routine and do some things and, you know, not have to move all the time, but then you get really re-energized for the lifestyle. So I could see if, if I'm not full-time in an RV, there'll be a little home base RV pad somewhere at some point. So there are a lot of resources out there for people who are interested in, in becoming full-timers, but even broader people who are interested in, in RVing. But one thing that hasn't really existed for full-timers uh, or digital nomad types is a magazine. And, uh, and you've taken it upon yourself to, to become the creator of a magazine. Tell us how Rootless Living came about. Yeah. So in, in middle of 2016, I remember doing like a search. I thought, you know, I'm a magazine guy. I've been a business owner, entrepreneur. So I get all the inks and fast companies and fortune. And, and I thought, you know what, it'd be really great if there is a lifestyle publication about whether it's full-time RVing or just digital nomading as a whole. And there wasn't. And when I left on the trip, I was actually working for someone else doing sales. And when I got let go, I, we kind of went back to that. We thought about it as a little bit of a side hustle. And then, but once I got let go, then it became, okay, this is something we really should do. And I was surprised almost three years later, there still wasn't a publication in regards to this lifestyle. As much as, as it's grown, even in the last three years, I, I'm no way a veteran, but even in the last three years, it, this lifestyle has really grown and taken off. And so we thought, you know what, there's probably people like us that would love to one be able to you know just hear about the lifestyle kind of live through the pages of other what other people are doing but then also bring a lot of really great unique stories of people that are living this lifestyle you know just basically to a publication that other people could read too so it's a good mixture of you know maybe you're not living it and you want to learn about it maybe you are living it and you want to be encouraged or inspired about the lifestyle but i think one of our things that's a little different is even though Nikki and I were responsible for a lot of content in the first issue, our goal is to really be by digital nomads for digital nomads. We really don't want to be writing much in the publication. We really want the people that are out there doing it to write the stories, even about themselves or, you know, different things that make the lifestyle that much easier and better. And I think it's kind of a unique approach to a magazine where normally magazines have staff writers and it's all opinion based. I would much rather hear from people that are living the life as opposed to people that can research and talk about the life. I'm definitely, even though I'm, I'm a website publisher, uh, I'm definitely a magazine person too. So I really appreciate that format and being able to, to sort of read these stories in that format. And you've come up with a, a real quality magazine. It's available both digitally and, and via print, right? Um, but you're also creating sort of a community around it. I mean, you've got a podcast as well. What what are your plans for the future of, of Rootless Living? No, I think it's really about community. I think you nailed it, that I think between the podcast and the magazine, and then maybe one day, you know, a conference to really be able to showcase, you know, how to launch. I think for a lot of people, there's a real concern on, you know, like, okay, I want to do this lifestyle, but how? Um, I also see a real need for educating employers just how great of a remote employee you can get that's traveling the country. Um, to even, you know, I, I didn't homeschool any of my kids, but when I see families that are doing this, I, looking back with a, let's say, you know, I would have had a 10-year-old and a, basically a two-year-old at the same time, four of them in that range. And 
it would have been nuts. But now that I've met people that are doing it, I'm like, no, it's not nuts. It's just like any other lifestyle. It's just that your lifestyle moves. And so I just want to find like a really cool format where you can tell a broad spectrum of stories. I mean, there's tons of blogs, there's tons of YouTube channels, but it's very much just that one person's story. And there's a lot more stories out there for people that don't have time or energy or want to put out a YouTube or to put out a blog. But I still think their story needs to be shared. And I think the community is going to come together for that. And and again, it's not just RVers. We are talking to people that travel the country, Airbnb, that live abroad, um, that live in airplanes. I mean, we have, you know, that are sailing full time. It's just a lifestyle where you basically you aren't stuck and not that you don't own property. I think a lot of times people, cause the word rootless, they think you can't own property it has nothing to do with that. It's just that you don't feel stuck and you're living a life that's really kind of free and able to move around. And that's what we want to be able to share and bring people together that are living it and that want to live it. Give us an idea of some of the stories uh, that have been in, in the magazine so far. I know you've, you've covered uh, some of, some of the bigger uh, well-known RV uh, bloggers and YouTubers. What what are some of the stories that you've you've gotten the magazine so far? Yeah, so the original magazine was really we wanted to kind of just launch it. I think if we kept waiting for a lot of the stories that we found since the launch of the publication, we probably never would have started. So the first one, the premier issue was, you know, the the, the big issue is Mark and Trish Leach who have Keep Your Daydream. They're one of the most popular kind of YouTube channels in and around this lifestyle. But again, started, you know, 2016, so not that long ago. Um, we brought Tim and Finn in, who were, you know, people that are basically traveling the world. They did do a little RVing while building their own business that they're selling on Amazon. And they launched that while traveling. And, you know, we were probably on the road for a, a big chunk of time before we really understood what boondocking was and, you know, how to find places and was it safe. So we wanted to kind of showcase that. So we brought in like 10 different um, people that have done a lot of boondocking to share their favorite spot. We talked about, you know, some remote jobs that you can have. I think there's an article that covers, you know, five different kind of remote positions that you can find if you want to make a career change to have this lifestyle. Um, a big portion of what we'll probably do in the beginning is a lot of the RV renovation, just because I think people really like seeing stuff getting fixed and reused and repurposed. Um, our next issue, probably the, we'll always have like a, like a, a 10 or a 20 kind of theme. And so this first issue was 10 boondocking spots. Our next one is about 15 RV or digital nomad entrepreneurs, people that are literally running a business while traveling full time. And we'll just, you know, showcase their stories, how they got started, how they're doing it, what their struggles are, what's the high, what's the low, all of that kind of stuff. Um, we're still pretty small publication. Our first one was, you know, 56 pages. Our next one was looking at, you know, adding another eight to 12 pages, you know, per issue. Um, and a lot of these stories we're, you know, doing on the podcast as well too, that we'll bring into print. Um, so it's just really, you know, it's a little bit for everyone. And I, I like that we're, we really have this kind of eclectic style. It's not really pigeonhole into one type of person, even the rigs of our boondockers, like everyone had a different style rig that they're using as well too. I think it is going to be an excellent resource for this lifestyle. Tell us about how people can subscribe, how people can uh, get the magazine and join your community. Yeah. You know, I've had magazines in the past. I had a skate magazine when I was in my twenties and in my thirties, I did a local city publication and 
neither one of those were really in and around the digital era. So there wasn't a need for a digital kind of subscription. And I think it's funny that even I have friends that are launching magazines. You know, they're still very heavy print because it's just digital is still not quite there yet. But in this niche, digital nomads, the digital niche is fantastic. Like people are really excited because if you are traveling full time, it's not that it's difficult to get your mail. It's just not very timely if you're getting subscriptions. So most of our subscribers right now are digital, which is absolutely free. We're continuing to be free probably all through 2020. And then we'll look at maybe charging for future subscribers. You can grandfather yourself in at a kind of lifetime free subscription right now at rulessliving.com. We do have a print version available. It's a really small run, so it has a little bit of a, a cost to it. I think right now it's running like $49 for a year. Uh, we did do a successful Kickstarter campaign. We actually didn't want to start print until 2021. We wanted to give ourselves a full year. But believe it or not, we had a lot of digital nomads that were like, Damien, we still like to get a print <laughs> and be able to, you know, to sit out in the chair and flip it open when we're not connected. And so we said, okay, we'll do a Kickstarter. If it, if it reaches enough in funding, then we'll do it. And we did. And so we started with a print issue. I, I'm one of those people that likes to have the magazine yeah. in my hand. I like, my wife makes fun of me. I read them backwards. I go from the back of the magazine to the front every time. <laughs> Yeah, my, my oldest child does that as well, too. That's very funny. Are you left-handed? No, no, I'm right-handed. Oh, okay. She's left-handed. Okay. Uh, That's funny. Okay. Well, I think it's a, a, a fantastic resource, and I, I congratulate you on it, and I'm looking forward to uh, what comes down the road with, with Rootless Living, and, uh, both on the uh, in the magazine and on the podcast. Damien Ross, thanks for being on RV Miles. That was awesome. Thanks so much for having me, Jason. RV Miles is sponsored by the world's largest nonprofit RV club, FMCA. FMCA is home to all sorts of discounts and benefits for RVers of any stripe. But one of our favorite things about the FMCA is their international conventions. The upcoming one happening in Tucson at the end of March, where we're giving three different seminars. Yes, and hopefully in the next couple of weeks, we can give some more details on those and exactly when they're happening. I'm really excited to be able to talk about them. This is the FMCA's 101st convention. They've been doing this for a while. They do two big ones a year. It's March 26th through 29th, 2020, called Sunsets and Saguaros. And uh, their conventions are kind of combination, big RV rally gathering type thing, educational experience, yeah. hangout, and a big RV show. And if you are interested in looking at motorhomes specifically, FMCA conventions are where to do it. You know, we go to a lot of these RV shows across the country, and most of them don't have very many big motorhomes. FMCA has got them. They do. And what's really great about an FMCA convention, too, is that Everyone is welcome. You do not have to be an FMCA member or even an RV owner to attend. 
you can find products and services you need for RVing lifestyle. And like Jason said, tour the latest RVs. There's so many educational seminars. There's daytime and evening entertainment. Jason is very excited that Three Dog Night is going to be at this year's 101st. My very first concert ever was Three Dog Night. His, I feel like this is a very good sort of <laughs> idea of who you are versus who I am. Yours was Three Dog Night. Mine was Debbie Gibson. Okay, there you go. Enough said. But if you want to become a member, FMCA is $85 for your first year and $75 upon renewal. But with the code RVMILES20, you can get $10 off instantly and join for just $75 for your first year. You can join and go to the convention in Tucson. It's going to be a great time. And we really hope to see a lot of people there. Yeah. If you're going, please let us know. Let us know across social media if you're going to be there or just give us an email at editor at rvmiles.com because we would really like to meet you. To view all the details and all the benefits of becoming an FMCA member, visit fmca.com. Remember to use that code RVMILES20 to get $10 off, or you can call 800-543-3622. All right. We'd like to thank our friend Damian Ross for coming on the show again. And we'll put a link to uh, Rootless Living in the show notes, but hey, it's a free magazine. You know, go check it out because there's nothing better than free. And there's some great <laughs> articles written by a lot of the a lot of the more prominent RV bloggers and YouTubers out there. And I think it's an excellent place for information. Yeah. And it's a welcome resource to the community. I don't think we can ever have too many resources, but this one is really tapping into something that we're passionate about. That's something we really connect with as being full-time RVers ourselves. And it's really great to see that, you know, they're kind of leading the charge there, giving us a voice. Okay, it's time for Fresh Tank, Black Tank, where we talk about the good, the bad, and the stinky (laughs) in the world right now. Abby, let's start off with your Black Tank for the week, please. Well, my Black Tank, we've already kind of talked about a little bit at the beginning of the show, and that is just the strain this week of trying to get back into the RV and kind of reacclimate to that life. You know, we haven't been out of the RV for that long, but we have been stationary in the RV. We haven't really traveled from a point A to a point B and then continued on down the alphabet since August. And, you know, I think anyone who puts their RV away for the winter and then pulls it out and is going to do this big, long trip, maybe kind of has an idea of what I'm feeling here. But, you know, at the same time, when your whole life is inside this little small space and you're kind of married to a weight limit within that space and you roll through the holidays and, you know, you you're living in a sticks and bricks and you kind of forget, well, if I buy something, I got to pull something out. I'm kind of going through all of that right now. And frankly, you know, I feel a little bit like a broken record. We've talked about this a lot over the last, you know, almost three years of this podcast where we come out of our living space for a long period of time. And then the struggle it is to get back into it. And I would really hope for us in 2020 that maybe some of that stops a little bit more. Uh, It's to the point where we want to stop doing some of it. Like we'd rather just stay in somebody's driveway instead of go stay in their house with them because it's so much work to get things out and put it back. Well, and I'm starting to recognize too, you know, in the beginning of our early days of full-time travel, there was this um, sort of need, I think, to come into these spaces that felt more familiar, family or just staying in one place for a long time or coming in and spreading out because we were still transitioning from living in the apartment, living in Chicago 
And now that is all kind of worn off and I'm starting to feel like I, the trailer is that home base. And, you know, when you go away from your home for a long period of time, you, you long for it to go back there to where it's familiar and you're kind of, you know, in, in control of your own little world as much as you can be. And that's kind of what this is right now. Not that, you know, anything around us is unenjoyable. My gosh, I love spending time in the quad cities. I just love spending time with your dad and Tammy. They're just the most enjoyable people. And they're so warm and welcoming here with us. And they've been such a great help. It's that, you know, I can see that I, every day that passes will make it harder for me to transition these kids back into that life where, you know, it's not like vacation all the time. And so while it's not so much a black tank, maybe it's more of a gray tank. It is for the first time really ever feeling that it's time to get back into the RV and then it's time to stay in that RV for the year, not just like for two or three months and then we're out for a month. It's time to, yes. to, to be in it, in it to win it, Jason. What's your fresh tank? My fresh tank this week is, again, I'm keeping it a little personal, um, but I'm just, I'm really thankful this week for the doctor's that cared for you um, in Peoria. We had a week of really, really great news in the sense that things wrapped up for you, uh, but things also wrapped up for Henry, who we had had at a specialist for the last couple of weeks and was checking on some things that uh, related to his birth. And um, he got a clean bill of health. Um, Jack was able and Jack and myself were able to get some things taken care of that they're going to work with us while we're on the road. It's always been a real struggle to find healthcare providers that will work with us when we aren't in the area long-term. And it was really, you know, so I'm fresh tanking our new doctors here in the quad cities because they have been so supportive and embracing of our lifestyle but then also recognizing like, okay, we know you guys need X, Y, and Z while you're out on the road. Here's how we can make sure you get it. I, it's, it's so refreshing because it's been a real struggle to get anyone to kind of see this as a viable and realistic thing that we do and not just like us on vacation. I'm always uh, in awe of how lucky we are with the way people respond to our lifestyle, the oh, way family did. Uh, the way everybody we come into contact, everybody that uh, we, uh, all of my medical team in in uh, North Dakota, everybody is so supportive of us. And I know that lots of families that try to do this don't get that same support. I know. And it, it um, it's overwhelming to think about that and how hard it must be to navigate something that you feel is best for you and your family or you're following a dream up against people who are just building brick wall after brick wall for you to smash through. And then it's overwhelming to think about how we have been embraced and how we have had the kind of support we have had. And, you know, for your medical team in Peoria, for your neurological team to just look at me and trust me, like I'm going to take your stitches out. Yeah. You know, which might sound like to some people like, what (laughs) you're doing, what? But I've already done it once. Yeah. And so for your medical team to look at me and be like, oh yeah, you guys want to get back out on the road? Okay, here's a suture kit. Text us 
on the day you take them out so we can have a picture of them and then come back and see us when you get back into town. For them to have that um, faith in me and faith in us and what we've gone through and be like, these two have got it. We don't need to worry is really, um, is really quite powerful and a testament, I think to you and, you know, what you've gone through and how you've handled it. And then just to have this rest of this medical team for our children, it feels like for the first time in a long time, like I can breathe. And then just to continuously have the support of the individual's in the RV and outdoor community and, and you listening right now, just your continued support, you, you are a gift to us. And so we look forward to getting back out on the road so that we can do what you come here for every week better and be better for it. Amen. So Jay, that was my long winded fresh tank. What is your black tank this week? Well, this guy, <laughs> you go and bring it. This doesn't live up to that. Let's just go ahead and bring it down. Well, okay. So my black tank is, uh, is the unfortunate, uh, coronavirus. Obviously we're hearing lots about that in this country. And there have been a few cases in this country. And I think a lot of that's quite overhyped and People need to be worrying a lot more about the flu. Uh, But the coronavirus is really affecting people in China, where nearly 6,000 people have been contaminated and lots of people have died. It's going to affect a lot of manufacturing, including the supply chain for RVs. So, uh, And we're already on a personal level seeing that just in the work that your dad does. He's had some of his businesses asking, you know, where their stuff is coming from and how they're handling that. Well, what is essentially happened is that the coronavirus has hit China uh, basically over the Chinese new year. And what a lot of companies have done and what some of the government has done is just extended holiday time to keep people from going back to work and working together Mm -hmm. to keep the virus from spreading. So Ford and Toyota have idled their plants there. Apple has had to reroute uh, a lot of their uh, supply chain. Starbucks, oh, it's it's affecting lots of companies. I think Deere closed some of their, John mm-hmm. Deere has closed their plants in China at the moment until there's more information or there's just a little bit more better control over there with the virus. And anything that's made from components like RVs, is going to be affected because you could have parts from all over the world and some are certainly coming from China. Oh yeah, you uh, can almost guarantee it. Yeah, so so that's really going to throw a wrench in some things this year. It might cause some price issues. Uh, it might cause some availability issues, that sort of stuff. So, so that's my black tank. Uh, my fresh tank this week is news of imports of a different kind. You know, we were following that Erwinheimer North America story for a long time. The Erwinheimer Global Company was uh, a large European manufacturer of RVs, and they spun off the Erwinheimer North America Company in Canada that produced road treks. And then Thor bought Erwinheimer. Thor uh, is the largest American manufacturing company for RVs, and they bought Erwinheimer, becoming the largest worldwide manufacturer of RVs. In that purchase, They did not buy Erwinheimer North America, which went under bankruptcy because of all sorts of financial improprieties. The result of that is there were a few Heimer RVs sold in America. Not very many, but there were a few Heimer RVs sold in North America from Erwinheimer North America. 
those are not supported by anybody anymore, but they're out there and they exist. They're freelancers <laughs> in the industry. Yes. Is that what you're saying? But what's happening now is Thor is bringing the Heimer brand to America for real. <laughs> I'm time. very excited for uh, this. Heimer USA is a new subsidiary of Thor. It has nothing to do with Irwinheimer North America. Uh, they, but what is interesting about this is they are bringing over the German manufacturing expertise. They're bringing employees over from Germany. They're going to be manufacturing RVs under the same exact designs and standards that they're made in Europe under the Heimer brand, which is really exciting because if you've ever looked at all these hundreds of articles about, oh, these cool new class B vans that look so awesome, none of them are available in America. Not being They're made. all cute little European things. Well, what's also really interesting is just a few nights ago, before we got this news, you know, your dad is really into watching class B videos right now, like yes. on YouTube. So we've he's, he's going to pull the trigger yeah, at some he point. Is, he is. And if we keep, yeah, if we, if we keep <laughs> on there, we're eventually going to get him on the road with us. So we're watching these videos and we come across a really cool class B. And of course, it's not available here in America. It's a European made one. And I look over and I said to you, I was like, how much longer do we have to wait before what's being manufactured in Europe finally makes its way over here to North America? Because those class B vans are so perfect for the lifestyle of the class B are over here for the van lifer. And then within like 48 hours, we got this press release from Thor. And I'm just I'm thrilled for it. Yeah, it's it's exciting news, and I think it's gonna uh, it's gonna fill a really important and missing niche. Even though there are a lot of Class Bs manufactured in North America, a lot of them are very similar to each other. Yeah, um, I think it's gonna fill a niche too that speaks to a different type of Class Bier. But it's also not Class Bs. I mean, I don't know what they're going to manufacture yeah, here, it, but Heimer they make all kinds of cute little trailers as well, and even like these really interesting short 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 class a's they make yeah they make like smaller compact you know uh, like really tiny living type you know that's who they really speak to i mean they're like what i envision for you and i as we continue on in this journey of RVing as our kids grow older and and whatnot stuff that you can drive on european roads (laughs) oh i would love to drive one on a european road So that's my fresh tank for this week. And that is our fresh tank, black tank segment. Let's wrap this episode up with the new brain teaser, shall we? Let's. You measure my life in hours. I serve you by expiring. I'm quick when I'm thin and slow when I'm fat. The wind is my enemy. What am I? I see the answer right here. So I won't give any guesses. Okay. I shouldn't have put it in there this time. <laughs> no, I still am not going to guess anymore. I said I'm not guessing anymore. <laughs> After last week's debacle, I'm done. We'll have the answer to that and a whole lot more on next week's episode of the RV Miles podcast. We sure will. And we want to remind you that the Sea America podcast and the America's National Parks podcast are going strong. In fact, America's National Parks just celebrated its 100th episode. That's right. We're almost in, in a few episodes from being our two-year anniversary. I know. Congratulations, Mr. Upperson. Hey. So we're very thrilled by that. Season two of the Sea America podcast is going strong as well. Both of those can be found wherever you are listening to the RV Miles podcast. So we hope you will join us over there as well. Also, we want to remind you that we are still over there on YouTube and at least half of our channels 
kept their promise this week. And a new video is up on our wandering family. We are exploring river sport adventures in OKC. And if you remember a previous podcast episode, that's the facility where you can go whitewater rafting in Oklahoma. Yeah. It's one of the coolest adventures we have ever been on. And we have a video up over on Our Wandering Family. Uh, Jason, we thought this week we'd give RV Miles a little bit of a break since Jason did some surgery. You know, we thought maybe we wouldn't make him do a video. So uh, we hope you'll go check those out. And of course, if you are enjoying the podcast, we would so appreciate a five-star review over on Apple Podcast. It just helps us get in front of more people and it kind of helps us know what you're thinking, what you like, what, you know, and if you have questions for us or you have suggestions for us about some things you'd like to hear on the show, find us across social media, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. You can send us a private message or better yet, come hang out with us over in the RV Miles Facebook group. Please do. We love that group over there. Everyone is just a ball of joy. So until next week, thank you guys so much for being here. We are so blessed to have you in our lives and we will see you soon and keep logging those RV miles. Bye everybody. Bye.